It is Monday, the 11th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. Shane Lee absent today and Shad has stepped into the breach. How are you, my friend? Mate, it's big boots to fill, so I've had a morning beer, which is what Shane does every morning before an episode. (laughs) Good to see. Good to see you ready now. Um, Cameron Smith, phenomenal performance, of course, over the four days at Augusta National. What do you think of the mullet? The pie-eating mullet man from Queensland. (laughs) Mate, you know what? I'm loving how the big sports stars around our country are dotting the mullet at the moment. It's huge. I mean, it's like Pappenhausen-level mullet success. I think that now is the time for every sports star to grow one for, for a successful career. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Cameron Smith. Now, Nick Kyrgios, uh, what a surprise. We've seen a blow up there. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's broken someone's phone. And the NRL, we're really seeing some lopsided matches. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Well, Shad, look, it's been really interesting to watch the US Masters. Um, What did you think of Tiger Woods? I think a lot of people thought it's impossible for this guy after the accident that we saw to come back and play four rounds of golf. But it's amazing, isn't it? Class is temporary. What are they? No, no. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. Yeah, it's been pretty impressive. To be honest, like obviously we were all watching the top two, the battle out of uh, Cameron Smith, of course. But I was really intrigued to see how he was sitting because he was tied 10th for quite some time there. And I was going, man... What an amazing return for this guy. But I wonder if he's still got, you know, the secret sauce to Tiger Woods' success. Has he been going back to the strip clubs? Is that what got him back onto the course? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's certainly lived a colourful life both on and off the golf course, hasn't he? But after that accident, I must admit, I, I didn't think – I really didn't think he'd be back playing majors. But, look, you just can't write off champions, can you? Cameron Smith, fantastic performance. We mentioned that at the head. But Nick Kyrgios, um, look, so much talent – but he's just only ever an inch away from a blow-up. I've got to say, though, I'm actually on his side for this blow-up, unlike a lot of other Mm -hmm. people. He's been playing really well on clay, which is surprising even more because it's his worst surface to be on. But um, you know what? If you're an umpire sitting up in the chair, he's got a point. You should be calling those outs when it's on the clay. It's pretty clear on the clay when the ball is out. Um, I mean, we can say, you know, that was what the blow-up was for. The ball went far past the baseline. I think he's got... Yeah, within his rights to be a bit annoyed at the umpire who then admitted to getting the call wrong and then it eventually cost him the match. Yeah, uh, look, whether or not he needs to be as demonstrative in every match that he's in, Kerry, obviously he really is. <laughs> he's an emotional individual. Now, the world game, we have the, the Women's World Cup, of course, in Australia and New Zealand next year. This was a cracking finish to the Australian-New Zealand friendly. Uh, it was, um, you know, it looked all gone, the game for Australia. Then in... Basically, injury time, Van Egmont and then Sam Kerr, 
boom. She'd have to be the best footballer in the country, male or female. Oh, mate, 100%. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, the, the heart attacks are, are really on, on the menu when you're going to wait for the stoppage time to score two goals. I mean, pretty devastated for the New Zealanders, though, wouldn't it? 1994 was the last time they were able to beat the Matildas. I think it's a little bit of a worry as well for our girls heading into those um, big tournaments. Is like our attack seems to be very slow at the moment. Now, you're an Everton fan, so you would have been watching this game closely, <laughs> of course, uh, uh, sort of teetering on the edge, aren't they? But to Cristiano Ronaldo, he never usually has a hair out of place, but he's he's lost it a bit, hasn't he? He's lost his shit, and he's he's broken he's broken someone's phone. Yeah, I mean, he slapped a phone out as they were leaving the pitch for a pretty devastating loss for Man U. Look, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Ronaldo. I think, like you said, he's he's got a lot of class about him. Um, even just you know early last year, or late last year, when he was moving the Coca Cola bottles that lost them billions of dollars because he's such a healthy man. I think. More just speaks to how bad it's going for Man U. I mean, my my toffees are, are so bad at the moment. We'll most likely get relegated, and to lose in that fashion to us, cellar dwellers, is just showing just how poor Man U season is going. And it's now seeping into one of the coolest heads in the game, Ronaldo. Yeah, and he's going to. I mean, look, he'll take it out of his ashtray by that person a new iPhone or a Samsung or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> well. He he offered to buy the player the person tickets to come back to a game at Old Trafford. Mm. So turn it around immediately. You'd probably get him for free anyway, wouldn't he? I would think. Now <laughs> uh, Melbourne victory um, snapping that eight hundred and forty day drought with a win over Melbourne City. Yeah, big rivalry that they have had zero success in. Although it has kind of been on the cards when you think about it. They got flogged. Uh, what was it, six nil and seven nil last year? But there've been uh, two draws in the lead up to finally getting a win. I mean, it must feel good down in Melbourne to have that. But it's so weird, too, when you think the victory is actually the older team out of the two. Yeah, and we're starting to see the world sort of slowly wobble back into shape. We've had so many false dawns, haven't we? But the Australian Grand Prix Mm. was almost that event that closed down this part of the world for a couple of years because, remember, it got called off and then got called off again. And to see the crowds in Melbourne um, and, look, to see the weather, it was fantastic. Oh, mate, it was so good uh, yesterday afternoon. I mean, look, it wasn't a very competitive one right up the top, was it? I mean, at some at one point, 20, 20 seconds off the pace from first to second. Um, Ricardo, I mean, he's, he's going to have to learn now that he is, if this was anything to confirm, uh, we really got it confirmed this weekend that he is second fiddle in his team, isn't he? Yeah, well, he got that five-word radio message, didn't he? Don't pass. And I, I think it really <laughs> it pissed off a lot of Australian fans, that's for sure. Oh, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's right there for the taking you could watch him sitting right behind him on that final lap it would be devastating but I think we just have to come to terms with it guys he's in the back end of this second fiddle part of his career when it comes to F1 it's exactly what happened to Weber really yeah 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 exactly and 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 that's the battle within isn't it the biggest battle generally apart from the podium is the battle to beat your teammate when your team says Mm. don't pass your teammate but a good performance from uh, Daniel Ricciardo all the same we've got plenty more to come on afternoons but we've got all the rugby league the AFL and so much more So, Shad, uh, the Roosters, look, they, they barely scraped into the grand final for the AFLW, and here they are beating the Dragons. It was it was quite a performance. Man, such a great run by the uh, Roosters. To be honest, like, it's, it's a pretty great side when you think about it. They came back from 16-0 
uh, to beat the Broncos the week before. And then another second-half performance, Isabella Kelly. I mean, unbelievable play there. Too much to handle um, for the Dragons to get that win, who are up 4-0 at halftime as well. Jeez, I'll tell you, the NRLW is going from strength to strength. Two seasons, though, in the one year this year. That was the 2021 season, for anyone confused. We're going to see these girls go out at again in about, what is it, four or five months' time? Mm. Um, they're going to be battling out for another premiership, and it is it is busy up the top. A couple of uh, uh, really lopsided games yesterday, sort of a bit of an indication of the haves and have-nots, wasn't it, Canterbury? I mean, they could have been beaten by 20 points more, and the Sharks were all over the Tigers like a cheap suit. Yeah, I mean, look, I've said on this podcast before, I don't really believe the Sharks, but after watching on the weekend, they are they are looking so good. Nico Hines has proven to be one of the best signings. I mean, the, their signing of Nico Hines is kind of reminiscent of how the Tigers, uh, how the Knights signed Ponga. You know, just went, we're going to take this guy because we think he's going to be amazing. But it's already paying off way better, it would seem, for the Sharks than Caleb Bonger is for the Knights. The That little gap, that big gap, sorry, between the haves and haves-nots in the NRL, we usually wait until mid-season before it becomes so apparent. But this is going to be a long year for a few teams already. What about this pitch invader in the uh, narrow win for Parramatta <laughs> over the Gold Coast Titans? What's going on there? Mate, did you see the videos? Oh, my God. She got folded up worse than a Sydney Morning Herald and old folks home. That was, like, completely crushed by old mate and security. They've had a few, though. They've had a few. There was another um, a make-good streaker on the weekend as well that didn't quite get smashed up if you've been watching the um, videos online. But I reckon that security guard was watching how the Gold Coast were defending and going, mate, this is my tryout. See what I can do. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a flashback to the 70s seeing a, a streaker. Now, uh, Marcelo Montoya, now he could be in some strife, couldn't he? Um, referred to the NRL judiciary for homophobic slur. Mate, this is just another case of, mate, you know, obviously awful thing that he said on the pitch. There's mics everywhere. You know what I mean? There's mics everywhere. You're going to get caught for doing something out of place. Pretty um, quick, surprisingly quick how the NRL got onto that as well. So it will be interesting to see how long he's going to be on the sideline. I don't know what the general punishment is for um, a slur being said on the on the field, but I can't imagine it's going to be less than uh, one to two weeks. So Warriors will be missing one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, they've actually been in decent form, so they, they don't want to start heading backwards. Uh, what about James Maloney? This is, uh, this is a really um, left-field story, testing positive uh, at age 35. Yeah, well, I mean, at age 35, looks like you might need something to get around the pitch, mate. <laughs> It's such a shame for Maloney, though, because he was heading over there to kind of keep going. We watched him when he retired here in the NRL, and we're like, man, this guy can still play. Um, Bit of a tainted end to probably what will be the end of his career, you'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely, and he had such an extraordinary career. Uh, Talking about extraordinary, what about Alex Volkanovsky? Flawless in the UFC. Unbelievable. Mate. Mate, I loved it. We were watching it with the lads. Um, I mean, if you were lucky like we did, betting responsibly on a knockout by Volkov, which doesn't usually happen for the big dog. But he, like everyone calls this guy the Korean zombie. Well, I tell you what, looking at his face after the fight, he looked like one. And um, if you didn't see it at the end, it looks like he might be retiring as well off the back of the loss to, to Volk. But that's 21 wins in a row for the Aussie. Uh, and he was right at the end of the match to really put the rest of his division on notice, basically saying, you guys are weak. Someone needs to step up and challenge me because he is definitely on a whole nother level 
compared to everyone else in that division. And to be honest, I, I can't see him losing this title anytime soon. And this is something straight out of the Only in America file. You love these kinds of yarns. Shout, oh, yeah, Atlanta dude. Braves, MLB World Championship <laughs> Burger being sold, hamburger, we're talking, being sold for $33,000. What's this all about to finish us off today? Oh, mate, I tell you what, it's so good. Uh, so obviously the Braves got themselves a big victory. 151 years the Braves have existed, so a big celebration. Mm. The World Championship Burger. Now, meat patty, yep. cheese, yep. bit of egg, interesting enough, nice bit of lettuce, tomato, and a replica championship ring is what comes with this burger for such the high price. Yet to see anything online of someone who's actually forked out the money to buy this burger. Um, but, mate, I don't love a team enough, <laughs> to be honest. Even when Maccas came out with the Cowboys burger, I steered clear of it up in North Queensland. So <laughs> I can't see anyone spending $25,000 for a burger after your team wins. Well, maybe you've got the bank mm, that, account for it, Tim. Maybe you could afford it. No, no, I don't. <laughs> that, that would be very hard to digest. Shad, you've been outstanding. <laughs> Thank you very much, mate. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. Oh, absolutely, Shad. Absolutely, my friend. And, of course, thank you to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then.